that's a growler. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Never Ending Minute, where we analyze, scrutinize, and heart-melting eyes. <laughs> the movie, The Never Ending Story. I'm Thomas Howith. And I'm Jonathan Carlisle from the Princess Bride Minute. And I am Dean from LSG Media. Welcome back, guys. Thanks for coming back on a wonderful Tuesday. Yeah. It's Tuesday. It is Tuesday. It is. It is Believe Tuesday. It <laughs> yes. <laughs> In in a in the weird etherverse, but sure, yes, I like it. <laughs> if you believe it'll happen, <laughs> <laughs> maybe by the end of the week, the week's just gonna, you know, just like everything in the movie, it's everything's gonna burn away, and we won't know what day it is. That's right? Very Hopefully uplifting. It'll still be Friday. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to miss my weekend. I really don't. Mm. Uh, the never-ending story, except when everything <laughs> crumbles away into dust and nothingness. <laughs> uh, it's all over. Sorry, everybody's dead. Right. That you love. <laughs> Super. <Everybody. laughs> <laughs> oh, we talked about that last week when Rockbiter's sitting there and he just succumbs to his demise. Yes, like, yes, everybody's gone. All the people we loved, <laughs> you only got to see them for twenty minutes. But man, it hurts when they're gone. <laughs> right, sure. Although it might be better when they're gone because when they eat rocks, it is a devastating affair. <laughs> right. so it's probably safer for everyone. <laughs> You're part of the problem, Rockbiter. Right. right. <laughs> All right, Jonathan, why don't you give us our minute breakdown? Oh, minute 81 begins with a young Ted Theodore Logan seeing his first bodacious babe and ends with us learning that Neo can save us. It's a big Keanu Reeves minute. Whoa. Uh, yeah. He's really like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> it's always bad when they're crying, though, right away. I mean, that doesn't bode well for future romance. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Halloween. Okay, we're crying. Now, how many how many relationships have started out started out with tears? <laughs> Yikes! So we get this somber walk up to her, and we finally get our first view of the childlike Empress, who's absolutely gorgeous. I mean, I don't think I'm the only kid at twelve year old twelve years old that thought that. Right. <laughs> oh no! Absolutely, she's 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 a beautiful girl. I was shocked at how emotive. This is where she I tried was. to do that non-creepy version of "I like kids," you know. Yeah, yeah. Good luck. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're on a watch list, both of you guys. By the way, <laughs> right? <laughs> Immediately, <laughs> you two and uh, Luck Dragon Boy, Mister Falcor, all of you, yeah. all three of you on a list. <laughs> Tierney's on the list too, though, because she's been eyeballing a tree this whole oh, time. I know. I heard. I listened. <laughs> he to was a laying on the beach shirtless, and she's like, "Yummy!" <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap! That's so good. She didn't good. quite go that far, but she she pointed it out. <laughs> uh, can you guys edit that? I don't want that to make it in the final cut. I'm getting uh, a little twixed over here. <laughs> this is speaking of creeps. This this scene starts in with Falcor's continued creepy <laughs> urging to step through the ivory tower vulva. To meet his child yes, lover, I don't know. This is getting weird, but see, see, this is when when it, this was a part of the time when you could have a male and a female in a room, and they didn't have to be in love, right? Of it, course, you know that's that's kind of nice. I I, I miss that. Or mm-hmm. two, a good-looking guy and a good-looking girl could be in the same room and not be in love. Of course, right. they're you know prepubescent, but that's right. beside the point. <laughs> that's a pretty big <laughs> mitigating circumstance. Uh, her the way she looks at him is just like, oh man. Like, oh, you're so in so much pain. Her emotions that she displays on her face range so far during these minutes. Mm. And it's pretty incredible that she never did much more other than this. 
it's a little sad because she could have done great things, I think. Right. Nothing, huh? She never acted after this, really? She had a couple credits, but nothing big. She didn't, she decided, I guess, that she didn't want to do movies Got it. or acting. So she kind of stepped away from her. I'm trying to look it up real quick what she, what else she was in. It wasn't much, though. No, something called Freddy Zlatoviaska or something. Yes, a lot of foreign films, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Although she did do something in a new movie in 2018 called Ultra Low. No, there you go. Oh, right. Coming out soon. Hmm, interesting. But what she's up to now, interestingly, though, is she's still working on growing children's imaginations with, she has a YouTube channel called Paper Canoe. No way. And yeah, she does a lot of stuff with dance. She's been a, She's been in dance most of her life now. And she has a whole website dedicated to it at TammySternock.com. But now she does this paper canoe thing where she makes fun videos for like dancing around with your kids. She wants parents to like release that inhibition and just have fun with your children. Mm, I don't so know. I've got people with buckles on their shoes and big silly hats that are going to object to this child dancing. I know, right? <laughs> our, our puritanical <laughs> ways may not allow this. <laughs> yeah. I watched one video, it's called Hey Now, and it's like this little girl's bedroom and her toys start coming to life and dancing, and then the big teddy bear starts dancing, and that's actually Tammy in the teddy bear dancing with her kid. Oh, wow. So, it's just supposed to, you know, facilitate parents interacting with their kids more. I like it. And not to go off on a tangent, but when you said toys dancing around on a giant teddy bear, I immediately thought of Akira. Don't know if you guys have seen it, but yes, I have. That's not the kind of dancing you're hoping for. It's terrifying. No, terrifying no, no. toys dancing around <laughs> trying to crush you. <laughs> and I highly recommend you listen to the science fiction film podcast <laughs> version you, of Akira. That was great. <laughs> awesome. So, our boy Treyo, man, he's uh, he's probably feeling like I made it. I'm doing it right. But I'm Actually, nervous. That's His face is of, right. <laughs> <laughs> that that confusion that we all feel at that point in time when you finally make it, you're not sure what to do with yourself. Oh no, I failed. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, precisely. That's yeah. why you had me on <clears throat> so, uh, to devolve your great name in this industry. Oh, it's trust you. me, this is uh, not the first devolvement we've awesome. had. I mean, we did have. Two straight weeks of boobs, so... <laughs> That's true. That's true. This is not the first time stuff like this has come up. Yeah, awesome. I did want to mention that the Ivory Tower, you know, we see it... Last week, we saw the big hero shot of it outside, and we, you know, it shows this huge, tall tower going up, and then there's these three large trefoils, and on those three large trefoils is this other big bowl, and inside that big bowl is another little stand, and it's got the little plateau that we saw him fly into. And on that little plateau is this one room. The ivory tower is one room. It's mm. enormous, but it's just one little room at the top. And it's only big enough, apparently, for one person and a guest. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. I wonder, what, what do, you, do you have any ideas as to why they did it that way? Mm, in the book, it's different, so it's hard to say. In the book, it's a whole like city with her at the top, but nothing in the movie shows that at all. It's really hard to say. Uh, the the iron, or I should say, the the metaphor is not lost on me. To call it an ivory tower and to right. and for it to be the way you describe it is could be literally and figuratively an ivory tower, a, a place of where you just sit away from everything. It's interesting. Yeah, and how many elephants had to die for a tower of ivory this big? <laughs> That's what Atreyu <laughs> and his people hunted. You know, 
They, his people <laughs> built this place with their bows and their muskets. I don't know what they use. <laughs> I don't know what they use, but that's horrible. So many elephants. There's a reason you don't see any elephants in this movie. <laughs> yeah. No wonder they're both sad here. They're, they realize that this tower is built on murder. Uh, and it's just going to break apart into nothing. That's, that's brutal. All, all the destruction came to nothing. There's no point. Mm. This movie's sad now. <laughs> movie's always been sad. Yeah, it's yeah, true. not the first time this has been sad. <laughs> uh, speaking of being sad, in like second 14, you, know, you guys mentioned that he walks in and she's crying, but second 14, does she have like a dancing tear coming out of her right eye? I was trying to f- determine what that was. If that was like a bad screen transfer, it's yeah, weird. It, it, it looks like it starts off as a tear, but then it gets really weird. Because it dances like, around under her eyeball. Yeah. yeah, it's wacky. I don't know. It may just be like glitter or something on her face with the way the lighting is, but yeah, it mm. could be a tear as well. It looked like they were trying to animate tears and then it just didn't work out that well or something. Right. Right. At this point, she's actually not terribly sad. She's trying to cheer Atreyu up because he thinks he has totally screwed the pooch on this one. Right. Yeah, it's cool. I like, speaking of this this young actress, it's impressive to watch the range of emotion that, maybe range is the wrong way to say it, perhaps capacity. She seems so empathetic to him that for a kid that age to display, I know how you feel and I'm going to express it to you silently. And with the way I articulate just a couple of these words here is really impressive to me. I thought, obviously, I just watched this movie tonight again for the first time in a long time, but I'm paying attention to these minutes for a reason. And I really was like, wow, she's very emotive without being over the top, right? It's not like some Al Pacino thing. It's very subtle and and you can sense the you can sense the empathetic emotion in her for him, I guess, is what I'm trying right. to say. I actually wrote down in my notes that you could watch this with the sound off and still know exactly what she's feeling at every moment. Mm-hmm. Right. Because mm-hmm. she does it so well. Which is what I'm doing right now as we record. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect, because the sound would really sound weird coming right. through all we recorded. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> now, Thomas, uh, I've heard you talk about before that the, the director liked you know the, the bastion scenes because he was kind of you know kid acting and stuff right it, it all of his lines are like no atreyu wouldn't do that you know in over um, the top sure yeah, like filming this scene with these two kids that are actually doing like a really good job like was this uh was he just like you know cut we're done Let's get out of here. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I do know and i mentioned this before that he did not like the way that noah hathaway acted and so the whole pro- the whole process of making this movie was kind of torturous for Noah Hathaway. He had to do multiple takes of everything, but for some reason he didn't care for Noah Hathaway's acting, even though I think it comes ac- across stronger than the stuff that Bastion did. And we theorized before that maybe it's because uh, Wolfgang Peterson wanted that over-the-top kind of acting. He wanted it to be accessible to children who may not be as emotionally mature Mm. he wanted those kids to really pick up on what they were trying to say in the in those moments so the subtle more subtle acting that noah hathaway does didn't pique his interest as much interesting but that's that's just a theory (laughs) well that's that's interesting i don't know was that was that just like an adult's view of how this would go because you know I i first watched this movie as a kid and it was probably these emotional moments that that grabbed me more than Bastion telling us whether the sandwich was a good thing to eat right then or not. 
I, I can't say he was right. I just know that that's what I've read sure. from from uh, different interviews and stuff is that Noah Hathaway didn't perform the way he wanted. And I guess, you know, directors have that right. They're, they, they have a specific vision and they have to fight for it sometimes. But at least, you know, it wasn't always just faster, more intense like some other directors with children. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, this, this scene and all the way through this week, it comes through so strongly – what they're feeling and what they're what they're doing without even having to try like this is a a paint by numbers kind of emotional moment you know like this is what you're supposed to feel <laughs> she's going to help you right exactly when her emotional i don't know i guess you'd call it it's like she knows uh, a, she knows the punchline to a joke that hasn't been said yet and yes. the way she the way she expresses that right after he says i failed you the way she responds, like, no, silly. Like, it's cool. There's a lot of, you know, she's supposed to be a, a child empress. She's supposed to be, in, in a sense, kind of a mythic figure that's tied to Fantasia, as you were saying last week or yesterday. Sorry, we do this daily. But um, it, it's, there's, a, there's this sense of wisdom in her that goes way beyond what she looks like, right? Oh, definitely. It's cool. I like that moment. I, th- she's, I just think she's really a standout in, in this minute. And I think that's one of the biggest reasons they decided to call her the childlike empress, because you're supposed to understand that she may look like a child, but she is not a little girl. A thousand years old or something weird. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah got it. <laughs> she's been doing this a while. She just looks like a little kid. Mm-hmm. Doesn't erase the guilt you have for her for the feelings you have, though, Thomas. <laughs> Oh, it does. It does completely. Oh, no, it does. clean. You're like, trust me, dude. It does. I'm fine. I'm guilt-free right now. She's the one. She's the one robbing the cradle here. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. That's good. Um, let's see. Going back to to plot, like, what is? I guess maybe I missed something. What? What? Why does Atreyu feel that he failed the mission? Because did did he even? What was his mission in the first place? I because guess. the place gets blown apart, doesn't it? Leading up to this, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But what was he supposed to do to stop that? Originally, he was told just to go find the answer. Mm-hmm. He found Morla, who told him to go to the Southern Oracle. Southern Oracle tells him go beyond Fantasia's boundaries and find a human child. Okay, bring that child back to give a name to the Empress, and then before he can do that, Fantasia is destroyed, and he's back at the tower having to break the bad news. Apparently. Right. Oh, and, right. And, and he was kind of, he was sort of told by Gamork, like the banality of your, of that silly species is what's doing it. Right. Yes. And, and then he, and then he's feels too late, I guess. Or, he's also given the, the wisdom that there is no border to Fantasia. So right. the whole thing was pointless anyway. Right. Boy. So yeah. <laughs> what a mind rip. <laughs> right. It, it gets worse. Tomorrow's even worse. I know. <laughs> <laughs> But even even the lighting here is perfect. Like the little shine that they added to her eyes sure. and the lighting on her face. But when you cut back to Atreyu, everything's kind of dull and muted. Mm-hmm. Perfectly, like like we said before, perfectly showing the emotions you're supposed to feel. He's he's down in the dumps, and she's still bright and hopeful. Yeah, and and it's also I think it's two part there. The light could also represent knowledge, and his darkness could represent the ignorance of not really understanding. Right, she has exactly. the answer, and he doesn't. And that even ties back to yesterday's minute where he's walking into the light, walking into the knowledge sure. that he's about to receive. Yep, awesome. 
<laughs> Apparently, Atreyu is so dumb or so awestruck here by her that he turns into an owl for a moment. <laughs> He's like, whoo! <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> Just the way he says that line. Right, Ooh. right. I'm, I'm kind of with Wolfgang Peterson on that line. <laughs> what is this little okay. kid doing? He's trying to tank this movie. He's really upset about it, I guess. He's German, isn't he? Yeah. I yeah. He's German. <laughs> it's like, why can't he do it like Bastion? More love. Yes, bigger, over the top, like silly Americans are. All right. <laughs> I mean, we've talked about the hero's journey and how it applies to Atreyu, but we're about to transition into the second hero's journey, I think. And that begins with this minute at the very end where she says that the child that we're looking for is the one. Mm, the right. one that will save us. And that's like directly from Joseph Campbell's book. Sure, sure. But we can we can talk about that more tomorrow because it she's gonna lay it out almost I mean, this whole week is Bastion going through his journey. He denies it. He you know, next week he'll accept it and stuff like that. But Right. Yeah. He's denied, he's refused the call, right? Is that Something about she's, a mentor, something about... Yeah, she's right. the mentor figure right. and all that fun stuff. And they just cram it into these last 15 minutes for Bastion. <laughs> a tree, you got the long, the long movie journey of it, and he's going to get the quick one at the end. There you go. But, are you guys, do you guys have anything else for this minute? <laughs> I do not, no. I don't, no. I don't think so. All right. Well, I'm looking forward to continuing that journey with Bastion, but... That's another, another story. story that shall be told another time. Wow, something is really different on the growler.